0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. Please check out our website, divasacare.com, and see all the amazing hosts. And the incredible women they are interviewing around the world. I am just overly excited to have with me two new divas today, Lindsay Bird and Ellen Dante. And they are going to speak about animal rescue. Oh, man, am I ever excited now. So, Lindsay and Ellen, would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell our our listeners a little bit about yourselves today?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Lindsay. I am one of the co-founders of Deity Animal Rescue.
2: And I am Ellen. I am the other co-founder of Deity Animal Rescue, and we are so excited to be here today.
0: Oh, oh, well, we are so excited to have you on this Robust Lifestyle Show today. Oh, man. And you said Deity Animal Rescue. Uh, Can you share a little more about Deity Animal Rescue and what you are doing, and what kind of animals you rescue?
2: Sure. We are a 501c3 nonprofit rescue based in Los Angeles, California. We rescue mostly from Southern California city and county shelters. Um And we are a foster-based rescue, meaning we don't have a physical space where the dogs sleep, but they all go to homes and um, where they're fostered until they are adopted into their forever homes.
1: Yeah, so she touched a little bit on it. We do primarily focus on dogs. So um, since our inception, we have rescued dogs, cats, tortoises rabbits, <laughs> um, and I would say a couple of people, too, along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that.
0: Oh, my goodness. So your main focus, though, is the dogs. And yes. you do you get calls throughout the... City to come rescue, or you do you work with other shelters on rescuing them, or what is kind of some of the scenarios on how you rescue these dogs?
1: It's a combination of the two. We uh, we don't discriminate when we rescue. We rescue all age, breed, size, medical conditions. Uh, We do love the the senior dogs. We feel like they are sometimes the most overlooked. So. We can walk through shelters and go based on connections that we have with other dogs. And we also um, like to make an impact in the community and help the unhoused people and their pets. So Ellen can speak a little bit more about the way that we interact with them. Yes. So for example, last night at about
2: 1030, (laughs) we got an email and it was from a good human who had um, come in contact with a Um, dog who lives with his owner at a homeless, unhoused encampment in Torrance. And this dog, a couple of days ago, had gotten a um, foxtail stuck in his eye. And unfortunately, the owner had no resources to help this dog, so this good human reached out to us And said, We know that you guys work with um, our community pets. Would this be somebody you could help? And we called our emergency vet out there. And this morning, he actually, right now, is in um, emergency surgery to remove the foxtail from his eye. Um, It was pretty deep embedded in there. And um, (laughs) he was, you know, he would have lost the eye.
0: Uh, otherwise. Oh wow. Oh how heartwarming. So you not only you rescue dogs you also help like you said a homeless person with their dog that is a very special dog to this person which all of our dogs are to us.
2: <laughs> yes it's, a, it's for us it's about impact as well you know how many animals can we actually impact, um, not only rescue and bring into our pack um, and find homes for, but how many more can we impact in the community?
1: It's really important to us to do everything that we can to help an owner stay with their dog. So in a situation like this where a person just doesn't have the resources to give medical care, but they still love their dog and want to be there for them, we want to help them keep their dog. We want to keep the shelters from being overflowing, especially when there is uh, a loving dog human relationship that just needs a little bit of extra support.
0: Oh, oh, that is just beautiful. Oh, you guys, you
1: <laughs> you are truly working
0: from your heart, and how many lives you are touching in two legs and four legs says so, oh that is just beautiful <laughs> i too, love that we actually
1: have several dogs in our pack who only have two legs <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh my
0: yeah there are quite <laughs> a few of them that uh they're kind of missing a leg or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, we have wow. 3 who are born without their two front legs
0: oh my word oh goodness now these yet, or have you found them homes forever homes or
1: actually, these three ladies are um part of our pack forever, where they were adopted by mm-hmm. uh people on the deity animal rescue board and part of our staff, <laughs> so they're with oh, us forever that's...
0: oh wow, you get to you get to nurture'em and love them forever then oh, I love that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dogs just give such unconditional love. I just I I've had him in my life all my life and my little red healer boy is he is my world. I say he holds his my heart in his paws and he knows oh, it. He yeah. he does no wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we agree. They do no wrong. Anything they do that's bad is our fault. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. You said it. Oh, I love that. I just love that.
1: <laughs>
0: well, Was there a, why is this cause so near and dear to you? Was there a aha moment in the two of your lives that made you say, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to focus my work and passion.
1: I think Ellen and I each have separate paths that brought us here. But for me, it was a medical scare in my life that kind of made me reevaluate my path and my passion and when I was able to overcome that it was it felt like it was my duty to give that opportunity to others so I was able to you know get past my hurdles and fulfill my passion and I felt like I wanted to do that with animals and help them overcome any obstacles that they have to live their best life the way I got to.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, um, for me, it was
2: probably when I was seven years old and my family and I were on our summer vacation in the south and um, there was a little puppy on the side of the road. It was pouring down rain and it was probably 10 o'clock at night and my mom saw this dog and she and my father never fought. They never raised their voice. If they did, they ended up laughing after they did. But in that moment, she said to my father, Richie, pull over. And he looked at her and said, what? And she said, pull over. And she jumped out of the car and grabbed this teeny tiny little puppy, wrapped him in a blanket, and turned around and put that puppy in my lap and said, we need to go find a vet. So, like, to me the moment was an aha moment because I saw passion right in front of me. I saw, you know, my mother just being this puppy's voice because that puppy couldn't, wasn't going to be able to help itself. And from that moment on to me, it was, okay, I can make a difference. You just have to stand up and do it. And years later, um, when my father got sick, um, You know, prior to that, I wasn't really able to step foot into a shelter because, you know, when you walk into a shelter, there's dogs there that just because of behavior or medical reasons, like, you know, the the shelter is their last stop. They won't make it out. And to walk into a shelter, you're going to be looking into the eyes of some of these dogs. And that's really heartbreaking and tragic. But prior to my father getting sick um, and a couple of other things that happening in my life that really... um, impacted me I couldn't go into the shelter until that point and you know sometimes you have to sit in really hard stuff to realize how strong you are and I came out of that knowing that you know what I might not be able to save them all but I can save some of them and I need to go put on my big girl pants and walk into that (laughs) shelter and walk out with whomever I can whomever I know I can make a difference for so that is kind of how this whole thing. Came to be, and then Lindsay and I um, found each other through, uh, you know, Instagram. In the in the DMs, you can send direct messages, and she popped into my DM one day and said, "Hey, I love what you're doing. I want to help." And now she's my work wife. <laughs> We're, she, we uh, decided. She said to me one day, "Let's just do this. Let's go for it. Let's let's become a 501c3. Let's." do it and I was like okay let's
0: do it so that's what we're doing oh oh my word that is an incredible story how it started at such a young age and you just went through all the different stages on your journey really it was a journey and then how you two met through social media. That's amazing. I would have thought yeah. you had been friends for years and knew each other. Oh, that's incredible. We I felt love that way
1: when we first met each other, too. <laughs> yes. We're definitely sisters in some universe. Yeah, we actually, it's funny, you'll laugh at this, like, we actually dress
2: alike, and we don't even mean to. Like, we will walk into work <laughs> and have on the same color scheme. Like, today, we both randomly Power have... Ring.
1: Purple today.
2: Well, yeah, purple, <laughs> black, and white. That is. We're both in the same thing. I'm sitting here laughing. That's so
1: funny. I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, I love that. Oh, that is incredible. Yes, the universe definitely brought you, got you two together. Oh, yeah. how what a beautiful story you have to share. That is, that's incredible. And how you dressed in the colors, and you're so used to it, you don't even notice it until you really stop and look. Yeah. <laughs> oh that is just great i love that you have also now you were saying that on the dogs they don't they all go to foster homes when you find them yes. is this correct oh, so wow. what
2: happens is um i'll kind of walk you through our process if if that's okay mm-hmm. um
0: oh i'd love to example, hear it
2: okay cool so you know pre-COVID times, we were able to go into the shelters. There are some rural shelters um, kind of outside of Los Angeles where they will still let us come in and, um, you know, walk the kennels and look at the dogs. What we like to do is make that that eye-to-eye connection with the dog and know that, you know, this is a dog that we can help. This is a dog that even if it's shut down, even if it's shy and won't even get near us, even if it's made, you know, you know they call it rescue only, if only rescues, they, they mm-hmm. think only rescues can handle the dog. Those are actually the dogs that we love because we find that once we pull them out of the shelter, give them a moment to decompress, um, to kind of just, realize that they don't need to be scared anymore, that they have support, that they're going to be okay. These are the dogs that just kind of bloom. And uh, once they're in a a stable foster home situation, they continue with their progress and we can find homes for them. So to us, it is that human-animal connection um, that Mm -hmm. really We love that we, you know, and and sometimes, too, we can get it from a video or a picture. You know, now the shelters have networkers who go in and and can get videos and and photos of the dogs and all the information and send them to us. So that's another outlet for us to um, meet our dogs. And as well as our community's dogs, sometimes um, people will find a stray dog, and once we determine that that dog is not actually um, someone's dog, if it's not microchipped, um, we we do follow all the the proper protocols um, as stated by animal control. City and county animal control will hold the dogs for mm-hmm. um, X amount of days and post them on all the websites as you know found dogs, so that people can find their dog if it is their dog. And if that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, which sometimes it doesn't, then same thing. They go to a foster home, and we find forever homes for them.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, these lucky little dogs. Oh, how how incredible. I just love that. Well, that just kind of, I was looking on your Facebook page, ZD Animal Rescue, and there was the cutest little video about little Alice what a little um, white dog.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was, she took a couple of years off our life that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alice was, uh, she was a little girl who was living in a, a park, a recreational outdoor recreational center. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, someone was in the park working out and spotted this little white dog and called us. And though we went right away and we were able to get pretty close to her, the moment she caught on to what we were trying to do, she bolted. So every day for five days, we went, we tracked her, um, her route. We learned where she slept, where she ate, what she did during the day until we were able to, uh, to catch her and give her a good glow up and make her feel good. And she also is now in her perfect forever home.
0: Oh oh what a beautiful story. Yeah, the pictures on that video, her for how she just once she you caught her, it was like she was like, Okay, these people are yeah, nice. Yeah. And it was just like yeah. she breathed a sigh of relief and let you help her totally. and then her forever home looked like, Oh my word. She she is loved, definitely loved. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> so loved. I think she had just been she had gotten so used to you know, being in survival mode, living out there Mm -hmm. like that. um, Mm -hmm. Apparently, you know, they, she had been um, there for probably four or five weeks. There were construction workers there that were leaving food out for her, but they couldn't get close Mm -hmm. to her. And, you know, we noticed that there was all, she had an escape route. Like she had her thing down when people Mm -hmm. tried to chase her. She knew exactly where she could go, where nobody could get her. So, um, (laughs) we were able to kind of track that over the course of the few days. And then on day five, we rounded up, um, actually, we have a guru. He's the best, like, dog,
1: like, how would you call him? He's like, like a, a, a dog catcher, but he just knows what the dog is going to do yeah. way before the dog does it. So yeah. he had us in line, prepared, ready, and we knew on this day she was going to run, but she was not going to get away. Right. And we knew where she was going to run. He had a long, long
2: pole with a net on the end of it, and he's like 6'4. So oh, wow. he was at the end of the line, and by the time she got to him, he just swooped in she and ran. right into the net. And then it was like, She was really upset at first, and then by the time Mm -hmm. we actually got her here, we have a um, a donated space that we work out of in Beverly Hills. Um, Mm -hmm. By the time we got here, we let her decompress in there for a little bit, and then we opened the door, and when I tell you, she crawled right into my lap. It was one. You want to talk aha moments? Yeah. That was an aha moment. Yeah. Like that. She will
1: not be running away uh, yeah. again.
2: I have chills just thinking about it.
1: So yeah.
0: Oh, oh, oh it it just gives me the chills because I watched that video and I mean just to have her know she felt she knew you were going yeah. to share your love with her and that for she was sure. safe now. Uh huh. Although we and did in,
2: keep a leash on her for about three days <laughs> after that, <'cause> she decided <laughs> to. I don't. You
0: didn't want to take any chances. You both, you all needed to build up a little trust first. Oh yeah,
2: and and get through our post-traumatic stress syndrome is a real thing in rescue.
0: Oh my word! Well, how how long have you been doing this rescue, the DD Animal Rescue?
2: Um, you know, for me, this is Ellen. For me, it was. Mm -hmm kind of the onset of Facebook. I think I got on Facebook in um, 2007 Mm -hmm. around when my son was born was also... Well, actually, that's not true. But prior to that, I was volunteering for other rescues and walking dogs at Mm -hmm. shelters. And then in 2007, I had a human child. And as we know, like your time is not your own at that point. I did not have the time (laughs) to go on the weekends and hold the leashes and and help out that way. So at the time, I was designing jewelry um, as my business, and I started align, uh, precisely to give back to the rescue that I was helping. So, um, I thought, you know, at least I can do a little bit of a monetary thing at, um, in 2007, I got on Facebook to, uh, it was my high school reunion. So that's, you know, was my introduction to Facebook, but started getting tagged on all these urgent dogs at our city and county (laughs) shelters. And when they say they're urgent, they need to get out. They're not messing around. You, They need somebody yeah. needs to come in and, and rescue them or adopt them and get them out of there, or they're not going to make it out. So, mm-hmm. you know, I found that I just had a knack of like connecting these animals with people who might be a good match for each other. And at the time I was doing onesie twosie dogs from Baldwin park animal shelter. And after a little while, um, one and two became three and four. And then in 2016, um, I became, I registered non-profit. My mother helped me. She's worked in um, uh, cancer uh, uh, non-profit, oncology non-profit um, for 35 years. So she helped me get registered for that. And then the next year is when Lindsay and I connected. And now we've done, you know, over thousands what?
1: animals and, you know, impact-wise
2: even more than that. So that is how it started. That was a story.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a beautiful story. I love that story. <laughs> and that are so many animals' lives that you have touched, along with touching and helping humans to bring the dogs into their lives to make such a difference in their lives. Cause even like on the video with Alice, you could see the new forever home she was in. The people were glowing as much as the dog was. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. a mutual understanding that they all were in love with one another.
1: Absolutely. I think that's why we say we also <laughs> sometimes rescue humans because the role that these dogs play in their life is sometimes life-changing, life-saving, and uh, you know, it's just especially during the pandemic we saw the positive effects of having an animal and a happy face and a waggy tail around all the time. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. It gave people purpose yes. even to get up and and go outside. Go outside and go for a walk and focus on something other than the doom and gloom of what was happening. They had this little life that depended on them, and it was kind of a mutually beneficial relationship in one of the hardest times in our lives. You know.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. And that's they are such a gift, and I mean they depend totally on you, and they give <laughs> they give everything they have back in return. They never stop giving.
1: <laughs> that's I always right. Say
0: my little red, red healer has taught me more than. Any human could have ever taught me and everything. He is just, he's Mm -hmm. one incredible little dog. I love all four of them. Him and I have an extra special bond. Oh, (laughs) Oh. I get that.
2: We all have our favorites. (laughs) Yeah, we all have our our spirit (laughs)
1: animals.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, definitely. I hear you. Well, you two ladies are so very busy what are what are some of your secrets on how you get everything done and have give give our listeners some ideas how you manage to accomplish all of this and touch so many people's and animals' lives?
1: uh well, we definitely could not do it alone. We have a really wonderful village of people who have donated their time, have donated money, supplies, transportation, even people who donate their time to doing laundry for the dogs here. Um, so, without our giant community, I am certain we couldn't get it all done. But we, you know, we've got a staff of four wonderful women who have dedicated their lives to our mission as well. And you know, Ellen and I have each other and. At the end of the day, when we are just trying to decompress, sometimes we we just got to talk it through with each other and be like, tomorrow's a new day, and we take it as it comes.
0: Oh, oh, beautiful, beautiful. You are relying on others. Like you said, you have a village, and isn't that incredible? You all collaborate and help one another together, and that's what life's about, is helping one another. I, I love that. That is beautiful, <laughs> and that has helped you get to where you are today, with your animal rescue and as many animals as you have been able to rescue and to help. Oh, absolutely beautiful!
2: <laughs> yes, well, truly, really could not have done it without our our community of people.
0: Oh uh, uh, yes, I I hear you definitely, and that is that is incredible. That's great. Well, this interview has gone so quickly. There's so many more things I wrote down to touch on, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. (laughs) So what are some final tips and tools the two of you would like to leave with our listeners today?
1: Well, I would love everyone to check out our website. We also have a storefront here where Ellen and I – Uh, make and sell jewelry we collaborate with other women-owned brands and small businesses to promote a vegan animal loving lifestyle and 100 percent of the proceeds here at our store go back to our rescue so you can shop all of that stuff online it's all things that ellen and i love and have and want you guys to all have as well so you can check that out and Mm -hmm. uh, you know what
2: i would say is everybody can
1: do something on their level to help an
2: animal in need who doesn't have a voice of their own, whether it's sharing a post from a networker or reporting a stray dog to uh, your next door, if you guys are on the next door app, to um, transporting, to fostering, to donating a little love, if you're able to, um, or adopting from a rescue or a shelter and saving a life, literally.
0: Yes, what beautiful tips! Oh, I love them. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. We are going to have to do another interview. For one thing, we need to tell our listeners go into more detail all about your little store. That you intrigued me with everything you are were just briefly talking about. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have you two back on my show again. <laughs>
1: yes, we yes. would love it. <laughs>
0: Oh, wonderful! Well, we will definitely do that. And I want to thank you so much, Lindsay and Ellen, for being on Robust Lifestyles today. And thank your you so work much for is having just us. oh, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for everything you are giving to the universe. This is just beautiful. I love it.
2: <laughs> thank you. It's so good to talk to you.
0: The feelings are definitely mutual. I loved it. <laughs> And I definitely want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this incredible interview with our two amazing divas, Lindsay and Ellen. And please share this show with your family and friends and check out all the other hosts and their amazing women that they are interviewing around the world on divasatcare.com. Remember, have a fantastic day. Always be kind to all and give your animals that extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on robust lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.